What's up, guys? Zach with Wired Customs. This is for Education, uh, my podcast. I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while, and uh, just been busy with this, busy with that, and I finally, finally said, screw it. Let's just jump in and actually just start doing it. Um, I think podcasting is uh, really fun. Um, it's like kind of unscripted, so <laughs> you get a little bit more ums and you know maybe a pause or two thinking something through, but uh, I'm just going to jump in on it and just get it done and uh, start producing some podcasts more often. Uh, my subscriber count has been going up, and I've only had an intro um, on podcasts for a while, so I'll just get it going. And um, I've got a lot of things going on, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, I think I can start talking about flatheads on here for a couple episodes and enjoy that. I love talking about flatheads, so that's kind of comes natural. Right now, I'm actually driving in the car, and I'm on my way to a Chopaholics episode where we chop cars up on a live stream on Rod Style TV's YouTube channel. Should be pretty exciting. We have a bunch of sponsors. This is growing way faster than we all expected it. So we have Dan, Greasy Boy Customs, Kent from Kent's Customs and Gasberg, um, AJ, Kent's son, myself, Zach, Wired Customs, uh, then a couple other helpers, but that's kind of like the main shopaholics and uh that's been a blast if you haven't seen any of those episodes just check out rod and style but that's going awesome that's what i'm driving to right now and i'm just said screw it let's just do a podcast while i'm driving i like to talk on the phone when i'm driving anyways it kind of helps have time and uh we're gonna be doing that in like two hours so i'm almost there pretty exciting uh flathead world is growing more people are producing more parts Things are getting cheaper, a little bit more affordable. I mean, since COVID started, prices have been going up and down, up and down. But part, uh, flathead part availability is growing, which is awesome. So we, some things that you don't know exist, you need to know. So we got full-time speed. They're in Australia, so you have to pay a little bit extra for shipping. But their parts are super quality. A lot of their stuff's super unique. Um, I know Keith, the owner, he's awesome. He does great work, so make sure you check them out for Flathead Parts. Another, for me, I think it's up-and-comer, but I might be wrong, and they might have been around longer, but I've just now started recognizing their stuff, um, Gear Drive. Uh, they have a lot of unique intakes, cool scoops, stuff like that, that it's not just, oh, you know, we've seen that for years. You know, that's been out for a long time. Well, he's coming out with stuff that's unique, one-off, um, kind of new type styles you can start throwing at flatheads. I like that. Not everything has to be 1916 older style flathead equipment. Um, of course, it, it looks traditional hot rod style, but what I'm saying, it's not something that you've seen for a long time. Like, oh yeah, we've had these frog scoops for generations, and they're making frog scoops now. Now, he's making different scoops, different intakes that I haven't seen before. It looks the period but it has a new twist on it. Um, I just got one of the new intakes. It has one runner for each side. So instead of an uh, intake splitting side to side, or well, front to back, stuff like that, usually how an intake splits, I have a carburetor on the left side of the engine, and it feeds just the left side of the engine and vice versa. It reminds me of like a Mopar or something like cross ramp. Really cool looking. I love it. Um, I haven't bolted it up yet. I've just been looking at it, the quality, and uh, seeing if I wanted to do any type of porting or polishing on it. Um, of course, it's a casting. It's a really well 
casting all aluminum. Um, but with castings, obviously, these casting shops, they don't polish all the inside of the casting. So it's good quality work, but just like any intake anywhere that you ever buy, a uh, little bit tiny cleanup work goes a long way. And that's all I'm going to do to it. little tiny cleanup work just to smooth some passages out. And, um, you know, the, the gases are already aerated in that whole, you know, argument or thought that, you know, ripples and stuff in the, in the passageways is good to keep it aerated and help the fuel mixture and air mixture. And all that's been scientifically proven incorrect that the smoothest passageway is, is the best for horsepower. And smoother you make it, it actually makes huge gains. And uh, opening up the passageways, you know, gasket matching and all that kind of stuff. So it's a smooth passage, smooth transition. Um, that's dyno tested, proven that it, it's always way better, way better. So that's not saying that, that any of these guys who make these parts are doing anything wrong or bad. That's just hot riding 101. You got to clean it up a little bit for whatever you're bolting it down to. So that's pretty exciting stuff. Um, speed and culture uh, magazines have kind of like faded off then the hot rod world car guys we love magazines you know we grew up on them grew up reading them I know I did and uh, it just they're making more of a comeback it seems like for the car culture like men's health and all that kind of stuff is consolidating and dwindling down but it seems like the car culture magazines are doing really good I'm seeing more magazines like um Tin Builder and um, F100 Builder and all these other just more magazines branching off while other magazines are dwindling away. So I think the Hot Rod fad and magazines they're kind of making a comeback or building up. But you know, subscription base is definitely the way to go now. And what I want to throw in here is Speed and Culture magazine uh, has really good quality pictures, really good quality articles. It's not just a bunch of fillers like these uh, these other magazines that I actually still enjoy reading. Um, I still enjoy reading um, a couple of Hot Rod magazine and um, what is the other one? <clears throat> Old school, school, something like that. I can't even think right now because I'm driving, sweeping through traffic. But um, make sure you get a subscription to Speed and Culture. There's only six magazines a year. The subscription is pretty cheap. And uh, the good quality, good quality you know, articles and stuff like that. Now, I might be a little bit biased also because I'm, I'm going to start writing for their uh, articles, how-to and cool stuff, cool products and stuff like that and covering races. Uh, I'm trying to go to as many traditional races that I can this year and uh, get coverage for it and kind of show it off, you know. I'm huge into tradi uh, traditional hot riding. I love traditional hot riding. So... I, I think it doesn't get enough publicity. Um, I feel like traditional hot riding is making a huge comeback. Obviously, flatheads are making a huge comeback. Some of that is in a stock, you know, field. Some of that is in the traditional hot rod field, too. Guys are throwing away the small block Chevys and switching over more commonly to flatheads, nail heads, more unique engines. I mean, we all joke we get tired of seeing small block Chevys, but then at the same time, we all like to uh, afford our own hot rods, you know. These unique engines are a little bit more expensive, but both are great. I've had both type of engines, but what I'm trying to get at is that these uh, traditional hot riding stuff is, to me, I see in the building. Trog is getting bigger and bigger every year. 
Uh, we're getting more traditional hill climbs, hot rod races, drags, um, all over the place, even in Europe. It's building in Europe. I'm trying to get out to Europe too, so I'll be covering or trying to cover some Europe races. That's on. That's in my radar of things that I need to do this year. But what you can get from me this year is coverage on the Race of Gentlemen. I am going to Dash Drags. That is in Rhode Island, New York. Or, well, I guess Rhode Island. I don't know what, how they call it up there. But that's pretty. Uh, look that up. It's hard to find a Google something and find it online. But you can ask me, send me a message on any of my social media, and I will shoot you the uh, flyer for it. Because it's actually hard to Google and find it online. And I don't want people to miss out on that because cool area to be in. A uh, lot, lot of stuff to see while you're there, you know. Race a couple of times, take your hot rod out, drive around the city and come back. That's what I'm most excited about. Seeing everybody talking all the racers, you know, the traditional hot rods. But then I'm going to sneak out of the races, go for a little cruise, maybe an hour driving around uh, the city and stuff like that. So cool, exciting things to do up there. I love that area, and I'm super glad that they have a drag out there, um, traditional drag out there. I'm going to try to go to a couple other ones, um, speed in motion, a couple other ones, but um, I'm trying to fill up my calendar this year with races. I got a good car. We're doing some awesome builds. Um, we actually have a surprise build that is in the works, sponsored, full build. So this, this new surprise should be really awesome. Uh, what I can tell you and tease you about is that it was an original hot rod from the early 60s. All of its equipment is early 60s. Uh, it's really unique, has some unique features, but it also has, you know, obviously 60s traditional hot rod style. Um, and we're trying to rejuvenate it back to its former glory because it's been sitting for probably decades at this point. Uh, it's in decent condition. Our plan for it right now is to clean up mechanically whatever we have to rebuild and paint mechanically. Like if we pull a rear axle out, rebuild it, it's going to get painted and thrown back on. The car, the vehicle, I don't want to say if it's a car or truck, you'll see, is going to, the body-wise, is going to stay the same for now. And we're going to try to debut it at TROG. That's my goal. I want to drive it down into the little car meet and just, you know, hang out and show it off at the car meet. That's my goal right now. And I see that being doable. We just stay to the mechanics this year. Then I would like to. We haven't talked about this yet because we're only just working on phase one. But for phase two next year, I would like to blow it completely apart, paint everything, get a nice flake 60s style paint job, and uh, new pinstriping, stuff like that. So be on the lookout for that on my channel and Rod and Style because we'll be building that in conjunction with Rod and Style and Speeding Cultures. It's going to be a really cool build, so tune into that. I am almost to Kent Rittenberry's Kent Customs shop right now. Like I said, I'm driving. This is an impromptu podcast, and I just want to get this going, get it started, and just have some fun with it. Um, at the moment, I don't know if I'm going to have any guests. What I plan to do is get some people on. I don't have anyone lined up yet, but get some people on talk about flatheads, make this a really informative podcast, keep up to date on what we're doing, what we have come up. It's just easier to just chat in a platform than post to Facebook and hope everyone sees it. So 
So if you're interested in seeing what we have going on, just share this podcast, subscribe to it, follow it, and I'll try to keep updating it more often. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one.